we've got a new series, uh, and I didn't know what to call it, so we just called it Just Another Series Full of Movie Quotes, because that's how it came to me, was just a bunch of movie quotes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, this first one today, we're going to call it Bridges and Barriers, and it's one of my, my all-time favorite movie quotes. So show of hands, who knows the Holy Spirit is at work in your life? If you're watching online, you can raise your hand at home too, of course. Or if you're, I don't know, listening on the podcast next week, you could raise your hand at the stoplight. That's fine too. Uh, If you didn't raise your hand, that's okay. We will get there. I believe the Holy Spirit is always at work in our lives. All of us. Even if you didn't raise your hand. Even if you don't profess to follow Jesus. Even if you think the Christian faith is a bunch of baloney. Even your life. The Holy Spirit is always at work in your life. Always. Even right now. I've often heard people who were uncertain if they were hearing from God or how they can be sure of the Holy Spirit's presence in their life. And I'm going to tell you how you can know that today. Okay? Here it is in a simple point. Sin separates. God reconciles. Sin separates, but God reconciles. Amen? Okay. My globe. What's with this broken globe? (laughs) So, do what? (laughs) No, actually. I mean, I do, yes, but they didn't do this. So, uh, my wife, Kristen, she went to Hobby Lobby with her mom Saturday morning? Uh, to look for a couple of uh, decor items for my office. And she didn't really find much that fancied any of us. And But she did see this. And she sent me a picture. I guess she was trying to be funny. And I was like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, I love it. A broken world. It's kind of a metaphor, eh? A broken world. So it sits on my shelf in my office. But our world, our nation, our state, our town even, feels like this globe, doesn't it? Even makes some noise when you shake it. We all feel this to one degree or another. And it doesn't feel very good, does it? You're allowed to shake your head no. So it's election season. Woo! We probably all feel this the most right now from the political climate surrounding President Trump and Vice President Biden, or ex-Vice President Biden. Uh, From the national level all the way down to our neighborhoods, right? We all feel this with this particular thing. Maybe even at the dinner table with your own family. We feel this. See, everyone has their values. Most people have taken a side. The billboards and yard signs are up, and some folks even got big flags behind their trucks, right? And don't check out on me here. It's not a political sermon, but I am about to preach. We formed our groups, we've drawn the lines, and we're taking a stand, right? 
That's what's going on. You're either in or you're out. Pick your side, right? What is this? What's happening here? I'll tell you what I think. One of our, one of our most basic instincts is to survive, right? To survive, to not die. We want to live as long as we can. Self-preservation is the name of the game. And one of the ways that we do this is by forming groups, or what we might call tribes, with people who look like us, think like us, act like us. In the words of the marketing guru, Seth Godin, people like us do things like this. Yeah? Our tribes are where we find identity, meaning, purpose, belonging. We see this everywhere, from sports teams to state pride to politics and even religious affiliation. It's us versus them, good versus evil. If you're not like me, you are bad, right? So who likes Marvel films? We'll get to our movie quote. I can't be the only one. Yeah, we've got a few. Marvel films, they rock. Uh, if you've never seen one, don't worry. You'll still get this. Hopefully, it still resonates with you. My favorite Marvel film is Black Panther. Anyone agree? Wow. Awesome. Starring the late Chadwick Boseman. Look at him. Man, I cried a lot the day that he passed away. But in one of the, the mid-credit uh, scenes, King T'Challa, who... Mr. Bozeman played, stands at a podium to announce a change in his country's policy on remaining hidden. They were going to open up. Quoting an old African proverb, he says, more connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one tribe. And my friends, we are in a crisis. And we must find a way forward. Sin separates. But God reconciles. So the Apostle Paul, writing from prison to Rome, a prison in Rome, sent a letter to the church in Ephesus uh, with an emphasis on, and get this, getting along with each other. It's important because, well, it's kind of obvious why it's important, right? This isn't a new problem. So let's jump into the text. Uh, Miss Nikki read this for us a moment ago in Ephesians 3, the entire chapter, but we're going to start in verse 2 and kind of take a look at this chunk by chunk, Okay. So verse 2, you've heard, of course, about the responsibility to distribute God's grace, which God gave to me for you, right? God showed me his secret plan in Revelation. As I mentioned briefly before, when you read this, you'll understand my insight into the secret plan about Christ. Earlier generations didn't know this hidden plan that God has now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets through the Spirit. This plan is that the Gentiles would be co-heirs and parts of the same body, and that they would share with the Jews in the promises of God in Christ Jesus 
through the gospel. Amen. Yeah. God's secret plan. Doesn't that sound cool? (laughs) The plan is stated plainly in verse 6, that Gentiles, that is anyone who is not ethnically Jewish, right? So everyone who's Jewish and everyone who's not, right? Everyone. You get the point. They also get to have the promises of God in Christ Jesus. Through what? The gospel. The gospel. So what is the gospel? It seems a simple enough question, but you'd be surprised at how many different answers you get to this question. I like to ask Jesus, what is the gospel? So we'll let Jesus tell us. In Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news. Verse 15, saying, now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. The gospel, the good news that Jesus tells us to trust is simply this. Here comes God's kingdom. One of the most beautiful things about the movement that Jesus started is what Paul said in our passage a moment ago. It's for everyone, right? All cultures, all times, all people, everyone, everywhere. Paul says the same thing in Galatians 3. Verse 8, when he says, But when it saw ahead of time that God would make the Gentiles righteous on the basis of faith, Scripture preached the gospel in advance to Abraham. All the Gentiles will be blessed in you. And further down in pages, uh, in, in, uh, further down the page in verse 28, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, nor is there male nor female, for you are all one. In Christ Jesus. The gospel is simply this the kingdom of God is here, and everyone is invited. Amen? The gospel, follow me, the gospel is the antithesis, the direct opposite of, and the direct challenge to our tendency toward tribalism. The gospel proclaims that more connects us than separates us. That we are one tribe in spite of our differences. Sin separates, but God reconciles. Verse 8, God gave his grace to me, the least of all God's people, to preach the good news about the immeasurable riches of Christ to the Gentiles. God sent me to reveal the secret plan that had been hidden since the beginning of time by God, who created everything. God's purpose is now to show the rulers and powers in the heavens the many different varieties of his wisdom through the church. This was consistent with the plan he had from the beginning of time that he accomplished through Christ Jesus our Lord. We, church, are God's secret plan. The plan enacted by Jesus Christ to bring God's kingdom to earth 
as it is in heaven. And this is so radical that it even somehow demonstrates God's wisdom to the devil and his minions. Verse 15, every ethnic group on, in heaven or on earth is recognized by him. And there it is, again, everyone. Verse 16, I ask that he will strengthen you in your inner selves from the riches of his glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith as a result of having strong roots in love. Verse 18, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length and height and depth together with all believers. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. By the Holy Spirit, we have the power to what? Grasp the fullness of God's love. Worship team, you guys want to make your way back up here? The gospel of the kingdom, God's kingdom, the kingdom above all kingdoms is near. Yeah? It is a kingdom without borders, a fortress with no gate, a place of safety and refuge for all. This is the width the length, the height, and the depths of God's love. It's limitless. Yeah? And my friends, this applies to so much more than ethnicity. It applies to our cultures, of course, our interests, our religious lives, and even our politics. There is room for all at God's table. Can you believe that? Really? And don't just nod. It's a hard thing to say. I expect, though, that the Holy Spirit is either confirming this truth in you or convicting you of it, one or the other. So I told you, we're talking about the Holy Spirit's role in your life and how you can know you're hearing. And here's the thing. One of the central roles of the Holy Spirit in your life is to enable and help you to live out the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That much we know. Prophecy, words of knowledge, praying in the Spirit, all of these are good and beautiful things. But this is where you can really see if you've been paying attention to God. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak in tongues of humans or angels, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries, if I have the faith to move mountains, if I give everything away, but I don't have love, I am a clanging symbol. I receive no benefit at all. I am nothing. And as you have been reminded today, or perhaps heard for the first time, one of the central aspects of this gospel truth that the Holy Spirit guides us into is this kingdom with no borders. Remember, the gospel is simply this. The kingdom of God is here. 
Without the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, there is little hope for us to ever rise above our base instincts. And we will continue to find our identity in these other tribes. We will continue to exclude rather than include. We will fight instead of love. We will hate instead of showing compassion. Can you accept this truth? I know it isn't easy. It is really hard for me too. I find myself in this same frame of mind more often than I care to admit. So believe me, I get it. But what should we do about it? Paul continues in chapter four. Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I encourage you to live as people worthy of the call you have received from God. Conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, patience, accept each other with love, and make an effort to preserve the unity of the Spirit with the peace that ties you together. You are one body and one Spirit, just as God also called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. One, conduct yourselves with humility, gentleness, and patience. Accept each other with love. Preserve the unity of the Spirit with the peace that ties you together. You notice it does not say unity of thought. We don't have to agree on everything. So why? Because we are one body and one spirit, with one hope, with one Lord, with one faith, with one baptism, with one Father God. So what do we do about it? We keep our gaze focused on Jesus and trust this good news. It's easy to allow ourselves to be swooned by the tribes and kingdoms of this world because we believe we will find safety and refuge with them. We believe that by them we will survive. But this is false, it's hollow, it's fake. The good news is that you do not need to find your identity, safety, and refuge in those places anymore. The good news is that you never could anyway. And it's time for us to return to the kingdom above all kingdoms, ruled by the king above all kings, and keep our gaze upon him. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Sin separates, but God reconciles. We, church, God's secret plan, we are the way forward. We are the glue that can mend that broken world. We are citizens of a kingdom with no borders. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are uniquely equipped to rise above our base instincts of survival and self-preservation, just like our King Jesus showed us. 
sin separates, but God reconciles. Imagine what this can mean for you and the world around you. Imagine your family living out this great truth. Imagine this for our city. Imagine this for our state, our nation, or even our world. It's good, isn't it? 